Good evening. Welcome to Left, Right and Center. I'm Vishnu Shom. It's day two in which offices of the BBC in India have had surveys done by the Income Tax Department. The BBC says, BBC says that they're cooperating amidst repeated statements by many that the BBC is apparently a part of some sort of international conspiracy against India. BJP leaders have actually been saying that. Others, namely every reputed press guild in India, says that this is an issue that points to a reality in India of the misuse of government authorities to pressurize the media, government agencies. This is India's G20 year. As the world's largest democracy, should we be targeting independent media, thinking up bizarre conspiracy theories, or is there in fact truth to all of this? That's our first debate. Our second debate, the death of a scheduled caste student at IIT Bombay. It's the second recent such case of an IIT student dying. Is there systemic discrimination against scheduled caste students, as has been alleged, or does this not have to do with caste at all? And finally, later on on the program, the mega Air India order for 470 jets worth a cool 7 to $8 billion. It's huge, not just for India, but will trigger economic growth in Europe and the United States. This is certainly the power of a massive Indian company. But let's face it, the Tatas have a bid big. Will Air India live up to their dreams? That's a special report I'll be bringing you closer to 10 p.m. But first, day two of what some people call raids, others will say it's just a survey, not a big deal, against the BBC. Joining us now, Satish Jacob, the former Deputy Chief of Bureau at the BBC Delhi. Aman Lekhi, the Senior Advocate of the Supreme Court. Rajat Sethi joins us as also Enram, the Director of the Hindu Publishing Group. Satish Jacob, the point being mentioned by some um, is that the BBC has an agenda against India. The second part of this is that apparently you're being funded by China, is, has the BBC, uh, which therefore works against Indian interests. These are some of the claims being made. How would you respond? My response is, uh, as far as this claim that BBC is being funded by China, I think it is ridiculous. The reason is China and Britain don't have a good relationship. And BBC being a leading news agency in England, how can they possibly get funds from China? China gives funds to Pakistan, not to BBC. Okay. That is one thing. Second thing is that it's, BBC has made it very clear to the staff of uh, uh, their corporation in Delhi and Bombay that they must cooperate with the income tax department in their uh, searches. Now, what they are searching, nobody knows. They are saying tax evasion. They are saying they, they did not follow rules. Uh, well, what whatever they do. The thing is, um, I have worked for BBC for a long time. I am very proud of being a part of BBC at one time. I enjoyed my thing. We did lots of stories and I was never ever told by BBC to change my stories for anything. Whether they liked it or not, they broadcast whatever I said. You know, BBC is one organization, uh, which know where the correspondent, if he files a story, there is no, uh, no editing of that. It is in your voice. What you have recorded in your voice, that is broadcast. Yeah, so it's the credibility the of the journalist, which is foremost, right? All right. Uh, Rajat Sethi, 
Look, you know, a lot of people uh, dislike the Modi documentary. A lot of others uh, will say that, uh, you know, there's nothing really new in it. But you can say what you want about that documentary series. But the moment we in our country, by which I mean the BJP and senior leaders, spokespersons of the party, leaders of the party, start saying that there is an international conspiracy against India, right? Uh, you know, you're typecasting the BBC and, and their work in a particular way. Then a few weeks after this documentary was banned, to have these surveys being conducted, aren't we, isn't this, isn't this bizarre? Should, is this the India that we want to portray? Well, Vishnuji, uh, the India that we want to pro- portray uh, should ideally be tax compliant, having organizations which don't... Uh, no, but do you, do you accept that? I mean, okay, fine. There may be tax issues, but the timing, Rajat, I mean... What See, are the options again, here? There are. Uh, let me let me let me answer that question. I the gist of your question. See, uh, you know, attributing larger than life moral uh, pedestal to BBC is something that I have deep issues with. Uh, a very senior journalist here, from who has worked with the BBC, was saying that there are no connections with BBC and China. Well, there have been spectator reports wherein a detailed column has been listed where, uh, you know, in spite of Hawaii uh, being banned by both UK and by the US, BBC for its world uh, affairs, for its uh, uh, outside uh, UK affairs, they were seeking funding from and they continue to seek funding from Hawaii. That's a 2022 article, not a very old one. So one has to look into details of this to get to the bottom of the story. You can't just wish away that, okay, there is no China connect. And uh, live in a la-la land dreaming that international politics is Rajat, so naive. you broke the so story sound. of human and rights violations against oh, the yeah. Uyghur community in China? Well, of course. I mean, if you look at uh, the portrayal that BBC has been doing, I mean, there have been lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, sort of uh, issues that were created when BBC interviewed the Chinese ambassador to the UK. You would have seen that. The, the kind of soft glove handling of, of that interview itself throws a lot of light. And there are uh, political commentators who understand and cherry pick and, and can clearly no, 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 draw. But Rajat, so- I think you're missing the point of what I, uh, what my interjection, no, which no, is I'm, that I'm, they I'm, were I'm very hard hitting in taking on China on human rights. You can just do a basic search and see their reports oh, against I mean, but there have been, human there rights have violations. Been is it enough to say that Huawei is funding them and they've gone soft, right, on on, well, on China and human rights? They haven't. Well, Vishnuji, if you want to get into a verbal spell, I can't answer my answer your questions here. Allow me at least a minute, okay? As I said, BBC London is structured very differently from the BBC World, all right? Uh, how has the BBC World taken money from Hawaii, whereas the BBC London office not? These are structural issues. Okay. One has to get to the bottom of it. Uh-huh. Now, there have been tax searches. Even the BBC's official commentary, the official statement that has come out is that they are cooperating with the Indian government. They haven't lamented on the on the fact that this is freedom of expression has been killed and all of that. These are the inferences which are being drawn out by the guilds yes. and by some of the media which are outside were not party to this. How do you know, uh, Prime of AC, that there are no issues, no tax, uh, 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 no underlying issues related to tax evasion, uh, wherein the government is trying to okay. uh, to, to address? All right. So, at least allow the story to pan out. Look at the, I mean, the, the assessment officer is the only uh, person in the income tax who has the right sort of sort of information and not these uh, uh, these media media houses who are sitting outside India's uh, uh, geography. So most to media houses are sitting over here inside and criticizing. Okay, okay, I got your point. Enram, um, let the tax department do its job. Who are we to say anything? How would you respond to that? 
that is uh, completely unacceptable. And these arguments by the apologists are just impenetrable. I heard Mr. Mahesh Jethwalani hold forth on this China, so-called China connection. Let me remind everyone that India has very deep trade relations with China. And in 2021, Vishnu, a very difficult year for India-China relations with the boundary uh, the, the tensions and conflicts. Uh, two-way trade between India and China was 125 billion U.S. dollars, which made uh, China the top trading partner for India. So just because you have trade relations or business relations with China, assuming uh, they, they exist, doesn't uh, uh, doesn't tarnish you. And moreover, there's no connection between the documentary, which is on BBC Two, and that is entirely funded. Those operations by the license fee system, by a, and it's a non, not-for-profit organization regulated by Ofcom. And uh, whatever is happening here, it's outrageous. It's over the top. It's indefensible. It's shameful that the income tax authorities have carried out a so-called survey. Now, if the reports that uh, telephones were taken away of journalists by these guys, then that will be clearly illegal. Just read the uh, Income Tax Act of 1961, uh, you know, the the provisions. And uh, the power provided under the survey category does not permit that to happen. That's search which is uh, 132 section. So the, everything about it is bad. And uh, it's not just the timing. The timing, of course, makes it uh, very telling. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but the point I'm making here is in India, a certain message is projected for the bucks. And abroad, India wants to be uh, known as a great champion of or the government wants to be known as a great champion of democracy. And these two are in profound contradiction. They right. scored. Uh, this is a this is a comedy of blunders, of egregious blunders, uh, undertaken by the government at a time when there's a very big story on, on the Adani Group, the Hindenburg Report. Now those matters, we don't know how, if uh, uh, the enforcement agencies, what are they doing about it? There's no transparency about it. Even the Supreme Court, they said regulatory matters will be given in a sealed cover. That's the government's contention. That's the elephant in the room. And today they are uh, talking about some uh, old stories. We don't know anything about whether there's a paper trail uh, on these so-called concerns by the income tax authorities about these transactions. Okay, so one sec, let me get a quick reaction from uh, Aman Lekhi. Mr. Lekhi, this is our G20 year. We are proud of our democracy. We want to obviously showcase this to the entire world. And then you've got something like this happening. Uh, Is, you know, I mean... What are we trying to, what is the message being sent? Uh, well, Vishnu, um, you see, I find this penchant to, in some way, accumulate uh, disapprobation and uh, disfavor, or at least be indifferent to it, rather perplexing. Uh, whatever be the merits of it, uh, and the justification the government perceives, the question is, the timing, as you mentioned, discredits the process itself. And today, we are not talking about what is euphemistically called surveys, we are talking about aspects unrelated to surveys in which the entire purpose of having this survey undertaken is defeated because popular perception is that this is an eye wash. It's basically intended to have an objective other than one which the Income Tax Act intends to achieve. 
but this is the politics of it when i have a more serious objection to the legality of it and uh, the procedure is as important as the end which is towards it is directed and i personally feel that this is procedurally incorrect and because it's procedurally incorrect it is indefensible in law and i say it's indefensible in law because whatever i read the newspapers dealing with transfer pricing transfer pricing is dealt with in the income tax act there is a method in which this entire process is undertaken as far as the material is concerned the material in terms of the act itself has to be provided regularly apart from the documents that have to be maintained reports have to be submitted on the basis of the material which is over there the transfer pricing officer intervenes if he thinks it's necessary by issuing notice whereafter the process commences and an assessment order is passed which leads to an appeal now that means whatever i read the newspapers if this process was underway then in that event the transfer pricing officer would be in the picture and the documents would be with them if the documents are with them what is the survey about because either you okay. are not continuing with the process or you have actually continued or you are initiating in the first instance so what is the sole survey about firstly secondly they call this a survey and in terms of survey is concerned survey is less intrusive than a search because search is far more draconian in its approach because the paths are far more plenary in a search now in a survey you there are certain limitations whatever i read in the newspaper there are certain seizures which are made i do not know how or why those seizures are made whether seizures are in fact been made because if they were made then it doesn't cease to be it ceases to be a survey it goes into the question of search because seizure comes with search now in this entire exercise therefore whatever may be the professed reason what is actually lacking is legal legitimacy now i am I, for a moment not talking about the bbc commentary as far as i am concerned i don't think bbc has got any right to talk about our prime minister or the affairs over here maybe we are quite capable of dealing with it but whatever our reservation of the bbc commentary may be the question is the government of india deals with it the government of india has to be absolutely circumspect about the legal provisions under which it acts because okay. the government is the best teacher and if the government becomes lawless lawlessness will become endemic and that is something which you have to guard against Rajat would you like to respond the procedure may not be correct well, uh, irrespective of whether you like the bbc or the documentary that's a secondary point no most certainly and i think the government spokespersons should chime in and and sort of provide that clarification but to your point around search or or survey uh, the search the survey officers i mean the income tax provides uh, certain provisions where you can convert a survey into a search provided there are certain conditions which are met during the process of the survey that too is part of the income tax and this is this is what i understand if the seizures if at all they have been made by the way neither uh, the income tax or the bbc have come out on record and said that the mobile no, but that's because rajat on record information in today's india is very rare it's always sources I mean, and it's sources have said that phones were seized i mean we don't know if the seizures have happened i mean it this is a big assumption so we should clearly say that assuming the seizures have happened clearly there have been certain provisions which have been invoked to convert a survey into a search based on certain primary informations which have been gathered on site so there are legal provisions in the income tax act which allows that that's one second thing is certainly around the fact that uh, timing and you can go on and on and debate about it uh, governments are well within the right to do that and this is not the first time where uh, uh, where uh, you know uh, the government has gone after media agencies and found out incriminating evidences where an fcra violations have been there i mean do you not stop that or do you wait for the right timing to to sort of come in and uh, take a muhurat and and, and and do these surveys and uh, searches i think what the should be the sends a certain question uh, sends a certain message doesn't it 
there have been so many instances of searches Okay. Uh, Satish Jacob, I, the point Rajat mentions is that let's not question the timing. If the BBC has done something wrong, who is anybody to stop it? But do you believe that the larger issue is of timing because it's meant to send a message, irrespective of any ir ir irregularity which has been committed or illegality which has been committed? Well, I'm afraid I think it's a question of timing. It is too obvious why the income tax uh, survey or whatever you call it is taking place immediately after uh, the BBC documentary was banned. It has something to do with that. And uh, the government is saying that they have waited for a year or two years for this you know, uh, ignorance by BBC not complying with it. So suddenly now. But anyway, law is law. And the government has every right uh, to take these steps. But the thing is to make these uh, 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 comments that BBC must have done something. Maybe they've done something, but the BBC has made it very clear to the staff of their corporation in Delhi and Bombay that you must comply and cooperate with the authorities who are inspecting. They are not afraid and they are keeping quiet. There have been no comments in London by the government or the BBC about uh, the income tax and here too the staff is cooperating okay. with, with the agency. Mr. So Ram, I um, don't understand. Mr. Ram, how would you would you agree that this is, uh, you know, it's, it's not enough to say that the agencies act on their own time. The agencies know exactly what is happening. They understand the sensitivities and then they act. But the fact that they went ahead and acted would you indicate that that shows an element of brazenness where a message is being sent around the world that we don't really care about what America, the UK or anybody else has to say. We have a problem and we will deal with it the way we want to. Uh, you, Vishnu, the rest I of the world that, doesn't matter. Right. Is this uh, the, the, the thinking over here? Yes, Vishnu. Uh, but first, uh, the point that senior counsel Mr. Lakey made is extremely important. He's now... It seems to be uh, illegal. Uh, that's the issue that is raised. Uh, I've not heard it uh, made so clearly before in other discussions of this question. And that has now become quite central, even if your procedure uh, knocks it out, the legality of the proceedings, and that makes it even worse. Secondly, I, I cite an article by Mukul Keshavan in The Guardian where he says that Prime Minister Modi's struggle between being an anti-Muslim strongman and a global leader. These two are in profound contradictions. And so maybe they're projecting this for a domestic constituency, but it hits your international image uh, Does profoundly. It though, it's, it's, it's very, very brazen, as you said. Does it, Mr. Ram? Yesterday, uh, just to, to, to contradict that, oh, oh, oh. yesterday we had our prime minister speak to the U.S. president. We had our prime minister on a, vi a video call with Macron. We had Rishi Sunak later on praising India to the high heavens. So the point which would be made is that, no, no, it doesn't matter. This BBC thing is too small. India is much larger economically and otherwise. So don't focus on this. Look at the larger picture. We are well beyond that. I think Western that's the argument leaders, which is made. Western leaders have geopolitical uh, uh, ambitions uh, and they, are, they want to come closer to the uh, Indian government uh, as a counterweight to China. This is in all the papers. But that's not... And, in fact, uh, Rishi Sunak, uh, I think it's quite disgraceful 
that he has not, you know, if, if, imagine if an Indian institution of the of the BBC stature had been involved in an operation in the UK. I think this government would have immediately raised concerns. Let me give it to them. But the other way, it didn't happen. And that is to their discredit. But I'm talking about public perception in ed editorials in the New York Times and the Guardian, in numerous discussions. I think uh, this has taken the, our, uh, India's international image, or rather this government's international image, has taken a huge hit. That this uh, It puts our, our government in the category of uh, Turkey's government, uh, which may be elections, but they are uh, autocratic, authoritarian, Hungary uh, uh, or Egypt under President Sisi and so on. We are now seen as elective democracies, where, but in reality, the substance is uh, more authoritarian. This, this is the perception that is gaining ground. We look at every index of press freedom in the world, put out by reporters without uh, borders. India ranked in their rating 150 uh, uh, out of 185. Uh, you can qu quarrel with the number, but it's really uh, the quality of the ranking. It's, uh, it's so low, just, uh, just above Pakistan and so on. So in all these rankings, uh, we, we are preparing very, very poorly. Uh, if you're high, if you're hyper nationalistic, you'll say, I don't care. But the point that, uh, Kesavan makes in this article is we care. The Indian government cares deeply about it. It wants to be both. It wants to have a bit both ways. Project this message okay. uh, uh, for the domestic constituency and then a completely opposite message or a contradictory message to the international. It will sure. not work these days. Aman Lekhi, has India lost the perception battle or are we going to lose the perception battle internationally? The contradiction between how we want to be seen and how we will be seen. Yes. Well, I'm not too concerned about how we're seen internationally. The question here is uh, uh, what we are doing within our country. And if supposing uh, law is used for the purpose of sending political messages or if the coded meaning to something which should be out in the open, this is something uh, which should merit immediate uh, criticism. Uh, I'm really not bothered what the Americans think or what the English think. I'm concerned about how the Indians see themselves and what the Indians think. And as an Indian, as a right-thinking Indian, as a person who is concerned about the affairs of the country, uh, I personally feel that because we have a legal system, we've got laws in place, we've got a manner in which we have to act. Uh, it behoves those who are going to be uh, the upholders of this particular system and, in fact, uh, be the enforcers of the system to act in a manner becoming uh, uh, of the managers of the system. Uh, if the government is a product of laws and has to act in terms of the laws and being a product of laws to act in terms of the laws, it cannot impossibly disregard the laws. And if there is a procedure, the procedure must be followed. Whether we like it or not, uh, it has to be it has to be complied with. We have issues with the BBC documentary, deal with it. But you cannot possibly deal with the BBC documentary in a manner law does not permit. This kind of, uh, as I said, uh, political messaging through legal means is not something which, uh, which merits approval. You mentioned timing. Timing is a very important facet over here. What it suggests is, if supposing this is going on for a period, uh, it can be seen that uh, the government could have looked the other way if supposing a particular event had not happened. Because if it, whatever has happened is after that event, that means the government has acted not because it was not aware of what was wrong, but it felt the need to act because of some utterly independent and unrelated incident. Now, because it is acting on the basis of independent unrelated in, in, incident, the integrity of the process is undermined. And then integrity of the process is undermined. The process ceases to exist 
because in the integrity of the process as much as the substance of it lies the worth of law all right well i'd like to thank you all very much for joining us we're going to continue with this i'm now joined by mahesh uh, jaitwalani the, the the senior lawyer and and mp thanks very much for being with us mr jaitwalani um you know uh, a lot of people say in fact just about every editors guild in this country says that this is all being done to harass the media um that uh, you know the uh, parts of the government institutions of the government are being deliberately misused uh, to push a political agenda how do you how would you respond to those points because look you know uh, i mean a lot of people may be right that the optics aren't good on this and they are entitled to make their own inference but uh, you know i think it was a long time coming and maybe this has been the trigger uh, because uh, bbc has is a repeat offender uh, there's a history of you know anti india propaganda being uh, propagated by them so uh, you know and now after their financial links with uh, chinese state owned companies uh, have become legion uh, completely in the public domain and both the extent and the quantum are quite alarming right uh, almost amounts which uh, Uh, suggest that you know they they are willing they are willing to be mouthpieces you know unless you have integrity of or or no obligations of a extremely uh, rare kind uh, you know uh, no but sir how did that were bound to be made that you are no more than a mouthpiece but mr jetmalani they broke these stories of human rights violations against the uyghur community uh, in uh, in western china so where they get the money is one issue but their journalism isn't compromised well you know what what i'm what i'm told if you if you go into the uh, some of the uh, articles which i've attached to my tweets and which are there in the public domain uh, i'm not i'm not asking you to go into my tweets but if you look at it the parent organization in 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 uh, of the bbc right is the is the one that dealt with the exposure and those very with the exposure of the atrocities and the brainwashing and the mind control of the uh, uh, uyghur com- community uh, in shangjing but but it is that parent organization which did it what they are saying is that uh, this uh, story works right which is that uh, overseas entity where it's registered etc i don't know and which gets a lot of funding from the chinese have actually run done something that the very people we have accused of of uh, repressing and committing human rights violations in shangjing uh, province right those are the same people you are taking money from that's the that's the complaint not only of uh, uh, the uk establishment but within the uk organization between you know the the london based organization which which the articles which are in the public domain say are the organization which uh, exposed the uh, story on the uyghurs while o- the while the overseas entity uh, story works is uh, you know publishing but, anti uh, pro chinese and no 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 but so what, what have they published anti, which anti is indian propaganda what have they published which is pro chinese that has worked against indian interests uh in the past apart from apart from uh, denigrating prime minister modi in the latest incident that's the culmination right on the gujarat riots in spite of him getting a clean chit after a searching inquiry by our judiciary it's also a slur on our judiciary that you do this when examination according to indian laws and indian evidence acts right have have held, given a clean chit to modi in the past there have been cases where you've completely denigrated the indian army right you've accused them of genocide in jammu and kashmir you've published a map of india minus the state of jammu and kashmir 
So th they are repeat offenders and there are many more instances uh, I can bring to your notice. But sir, your argument is that they are doing this on the basis of China. In other words, some sort of a conspiracy between the BBC and China targeting India. We are the world's largest democracy, you know. Isn't it a bit far-fetched to make this association? No, I mean, uh, the Sunday Guardian has written an article that there's a, has repeatedly been saying there's a Sino-Wahhabi uh, axis that is very active against India. Right. It may sound far-fetched. Why is it far-fetched? I mean, they, 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 are you saying that the Chinese are not capable of this kind of uh, surveillance, this kind of spying, this kind of uh, propaganda in the country? But do you seriously think that the BBC is doing this in collusion with the Chinese? Are they genuinely capable of doing this? No, but we are not, we are not we, that weak a nation. That, that, that's the extent of their money power. That's the extent of their money, money power and, and, and the astuteness of their surveillance and spying techniques. And they, they, they find fault lines in India. They find fault lines in, in, in the countries in which they want to create them. And they, they, they uh, play on those fault lines. All divisions in those societies. Okay, sir. But, play on them. But, now, I'm not saying that everything that happens in India, a, a, any fault line in India, is inevitably Chinese originated. But a lot of it is. But the bottom line, sir, do you believe that agencies in our country are being used to teach the BBC a lesson? What are the optics over here? Vishnu, I, I want to correct you. I said some people may think that the optics are wrong. I don't, right? It's arguable it is, right? I'm not saying that they are not wrong in holding that view. That's up to them, right? I tend to think that an organization like this had, had its views long coming, and the government of India now is conducting through the income tax department. In a, 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 only nobody has been arrested. It's only a survey at the moment, all right? Now, I would like to assume that legality. Other people may have a less charitable view about our investigating agencies. I would like to assume that the income tax department in this case is acting bona fide unless somebody shows me, because that's a presumption in law, right? People may not like that presumption of law, but as a lawyer, it's a there's a timing, presumption sir. in law that our agencies act according to the Constitution and according to the law. So I would like to believe that they have material on the basis on which they have conducted this survey. If anybody has evidence to the contrary, barring the usual anti-agency rhetoric, right? I'm willing to, willing to uh, hear it and, if credible, believe it. Sir, do you want the BBC personally out of India? I'm reserving judgment on that. I'm reserving saying anything, uh, saying anything on that. But uh, if, if this gets murkier than it is, there may be a case for that. So we are still, we are still in an investigative realm at the moment. So one final question and, and you know, the broader issue over here. We have a prime minister who's perceived to be very strong internationally. He spoke to Macron yesterday in a press conference. Uh, Biden yesterday. Rishi Sunak praised India for all the Air India stuff, which is why the key question remains, why do we need to, as a country, react to a documentary that's not really thrown out any new evidence on Modi and the Gujarat riots? We go and ban it. Now there's raid and all or whatever. Sur sur surveys are on right now. Should we be reacting in our G20 year in this manner? Because, A, it's vituperative. It tries to create, it tries to destabilize and create Hindu-Muslim divisions again. It's trying to exploit a fault line, something which BBC does quite often. All right. Well, sir, uh, 
Thanks very much, uh, you know, for being with us, uh, Mr. Jaitmalani. This is a huge debate. Uh, two days of searches uh, or surveys, if you want to use that word, are now over. Um, and let's see what finally happens.